Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome back to another episode of the Scobro Show. This is Steel Curtain Network editor Dave Schofield coming at you. It's Tuesday night. It's just after 9 p.m. Where else would you rather be? I didn't screw up the music this week. And with me as always, except when he's not, is my big brother, Rich. Big bro, how's it going tonight? Hello. <laughs> you're, you're, you're getting by, my right? Name, you're... <laughs> my name is Inigo Montoya. <laughs> Kill my father, prepare to die. Yeah. You're a uh, big day today, right? Uh, the students started back in class for you? Classes started at the college today. There so you go. My weekend consisted of trying to get all the students in here. They're still not all here, but whatever. This, with uh, <laughs> with all the... I, I didn't ask you before we went on air. You know, this is our family show. We, we discuss stuff, other things. How much snow did you get this past weekend? Which storm? You know, over the last 12 mm-hmm. days, we've had four different storms up here. We we got to the point where we've had over over 18 inches of snow on the ground, you know, probably close to 20. Um, mm-hmm. It was, it finally started to melt some today. And, um, but I'd say Friday here at the house we probably got seven or eight inches uh there were some places in the county that got better than a foot gotcha so in my area we i mean last week now granted you know monday was a holiday but my my son only had one day at school thursday no tuesday no wednesday back thursday then back there's more snow on Friday. Friday overachieved a little bit. We probably got another, you know, we got probably four or five inches on Tuesday and another four to five inches Friday for this area. And it didn't melt in between because it got so cold, which isn't normal. That's not normally the case here. Like the, the back roads where I live were awful because they don't know how to take care of them. And they basically let the sun do most of the work. Yeah. Well, there was no sun and it didn't get warm enough to really help them out. So, but uh, was it, it's interesting. Did, did you watch some football over the weekend or were you just too busy with everything? Um, let's see. I, I, I got to watch, I watched the Ravens game on Saturday. And then while yeah. I was out <laughs> having to, to work, I listened to the Packers 49ers game. Well, um, I did not get to follow anything on Sunday, really. I I had the Packers 49ers game on the television. The, the the Ravens game, because of my kids and everything else going on, some of these I'm glad I have some streaming services. I actually was watching them like walking around getting other stuff done on my iPad. I would just take my iPad wherever I was, always would have the game with me. But I had the second half of Saturday night's game on the, on the television. Man, it was such a good game in the second half. My wife was really into it as well. Um, that was a good one. The one on Sunday, we don't want to talk too much about it. Um, chances are Kansas City, with that much time left, was going to move down the field and kick a field goal and win the game anyway. It would have really been nice to see that ending rather than the one that we did. With the with the missed field goal by Buffalo, um, Detroit just keeps doing their thing, man. I'm so used to the teams that I pull for losing in the playoffs. It's like it's so rare that I even get one game of a team that I like that I'm pulling for to win a game in an entire postseason. It's always a team that I don't want to go to the Super Bowl, end up in the Super Bowl, and everything playoffs. else. Like last weekend, I was I was one for four. The 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 only team that I wanted to to win. Although I mean San Francisco and and the Packers, I didn't really want either team, so that's why I was pulling for the underdog a little bit. But Detroit, that's been it. So that's been all. But we're here to talk Steelers, and there's been a few things going on. They've signed some futures. Um, you know, there was five more today. There's been some awards. Like, uh, I have an article that is actually because it, it happened later this evening. It's not running until the morning. It's steelcurtnetwork.com of TJ Watt winning the um, 101 committee or co- committee of 101. I said it wrong. Uh, AFC Defensive Player of the Year Award. 
because uh, they give one for each conference. It was him and Micah Parsons is who it was. So they think that T.J. Watt was the best de- defender in the AFC. It'll be interesting to see uh, what what the what the AP award ends up being when they announce that just before the Super Bowl. And then there's starting to get some rumors. Nothing official from the Steelers of announcing anything, but there's been some rumors about some names floated around for potential possible interviews at the offensive coordinator position. Uh, one one was the quarterbacks coach for the Rams. Um, try Zach. I can't. Why can't I remember his last name? I wrote the article. I wrote the article. I can't remember. Rob, I was going to say Robinson, but I, I can't remember. Um, and then the whole Cliff Kingsbury thing. Yeah, you, you have any thoughts on any of that, Rich? Nope. <laughs> nope. I'll be honest. Nope. <laughs> to me, I'm not going to get up in arms about the offensive coordinator stuff until I actually hear the Steelers announcing. Well, right. I mean, we we started last off season getting into the stuff with the GM and we had all these folks coming in and interviewing for GMs and we sat Thanks, and we talked about <laughs> here, there, everywhere. And then it went on and on, you know, and the Steelers, they didn't get in a rush to do anything then. And so it was like, we got all excited and kept waiting to hear. And then it was like, wait, wait, Bueller, Bueller, yeah. <laughs> Bueller. So, um, so I'm not ready to get hyped yet. <laughs> yeah. I mean, last year with, with – well, it wasn't last year. It was the year before with the GM. Yeah. Um, I mean, they announced a, they announced every time they, they talked to someone. There was a lot. So to me, I'm going to – it's nice to know that there's these things going on. I'm wondering if, the, if Mike Tomlin has somebody in mind that's still coaching right now. I, I don't know. Um. So there's there's a lot of different things. I'm not really throwing my I my my hat into the ring on any one person. I thought that the choice um when, when I looked up stuff about the the Rams quarterback coach, that intrigues me. That's, you know, if the Steelers like him so much even though he doesn't have OC experience but is, you know, an up and comer, I'm fine with that. I'm okay with that. Um especially with the rumblings that that uh we found out later off the record of who Mike Tomlin actually wanted back in 2021 um, and, and how, and how that person's career is gone. I'm like, I'm okay if they find someone else, it would be kind of like that. So that one's interesting. I'm, I don't know about the, 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 the Kingsbury thing. I'd have to really look into it more. Um, there's pros and cons there. Um, so I'm just kind of sitting back and taking it all in. Really am just kind of kind of taking it all in, see what happens. Um, but it, it's something to watch. It really is. Oh, so. yeah. I mean, put, put it this way. Right now, do I find it all intriguing? Yes. But I am not ready to get hyped over anything yeah. yet. Yet. Yeah. Exactly. Now, talk to me in a week. Could I feel differently in a yeah. week? Yes, I might feel very differently in a week. But yeah. still a little early. Um because the, I would imagine the Steelers are talking to people, but the Steelers aren't going to make any decision, I would imagine, until every, the entire season's done. Because I'm with you. I think that they may have their eye on a couple folks who are still unavailable to be spoken to as of right now. And, and I don't have any – don't ask me to even name – I could name you one name of who that could be. I'm just saying it wouldn't shock me. Right. So mm-hmm. – so, so again, is it peaking my interest? Yes, my interest is peak. Am I am I sold on my no? Because the other thing is, is just like we talk about in the draft, I'm not going to go fall in love with somebody they've interviewed. I don't want to fall in love with somebody they interviewed and then them not hire them and then be all mad. It's like no, yes. that's that's not that's, how I want to play the game. That is what Maddie P. Shout out to Maddie P. from from Steelers Touchdown Under, um, Touch. who was on the Q and A Down Under. With, yeah, he was on the Q&A Sunday night with Jeremy Betts. Jeremy reached out to me. He's like, hey, can you can you do the show? I'm like, oh, I got company. I don't know what time they're leaving. I'm like, I'll let you know in a little bit. And then he, I said, throw it out there for someone else to see if they went to. And when Matty P said, he would, I'm like, that would be perfect to, to let him come back and, and do a show. 
He actually he he actually said something. I don't know if it was him or Jeremy. I can't remember. I think it was Matt. He said he actually quoted me. He says, I'm I take the Dave Schofield approach, kind of like with the draft. I don't fall in love with anybody until I know they're with the black and gold. That's and right. that's his 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 whole idea when it comes to coordinators. Same here. I think some are intriguing and some maybe are not, but that's how it goes. But what we're gonna do for tonight's show. We're actually going to look back at the 2023 season. We're like, well, aren't we ready to move on to 2024? We are. Because we're going to look back at 2023 and try to, you know, sum up what the 2023 season was for the Steelers. Because based on that is how you need to look at things going forward into 2024. Now, the problem is there are so many ways you could paint the season. Like I said, Coach Tomlin says, you know, don't paint with a broad brush. So we'll take the fine brush. We'll take the little itty-bitty brush. And there are a bunch of different ways you could paint the picture from 2023. You could spin it so many different ways that it, that, that, that it's, it, it's insane. I can tell you there is, a, there is a group of people out there, and I'm not saying they're wrong, but this is going to be their narrative. They knew this was going to be their narrative for 2023 unless it absolutely changed. And that was the Steelers finish right around 500, squeak into the playoffs, and go a seventh straight season without winning a playoff game. But that's their 2023 narrative. And that was going to be their 2023 narrative until it changed. And it didn't. So that's one possibility. But, Rich, I'm going to give you an example of how you could really take stuff and spin it in a certain way to make a case for something. This is what I'm going to do. I, before I do, I went over to us. I do not believe this one bit. This is not me saying that I actually believe this narrative. But I'm going to give it to you as an example of how you could spin stuff, okay? So please don't jump all over me. I'm telling you, I don't believe in it. Are you ready? Oh, come on, Dave. Here you go. Mitch Trubisky should be in the mix for starting quarterback in 2024 for the Steelers. Here's why. Every time he came into the game, off the bench, the Steelers were either already losing or he came in for one handoff on fourth down. And by the next time it came around, he was able to throw a pass. They were losing. So he in three of the five games he came into, they were already losing. The two games that he started, he had to do it with two different people acting as offensive coordinator, trying to figure out what in the world they were doing. How is he supposed to succeed in a situation like that? So to write off Mitch Trubisky because of those five games and the Steelers, you know, and how things worked out, isn't right. He should be in the mix for quarterback for next year. Okay. Now, for those of you that just showed up and didn't hear the beginning, I do not believe that for one second. I think Mitch Trubisky's time in Pittsburgh is up. Every game in which he appeared last year, the Steelers lost. Every game. Every game in which he appeared, the Steelers lost. And you did not get quality play from him. And what, what did he do more than anything that drove you, that drove you nuts, Rich? Uh, threw the ball falling backwards. Threw the ball falling backwards. Can't stand it. Continue to do it this year. Even. But I'm just going to show you, you can take some of the numbers and situations from the season and spin it in almost any way you want to make it back up how you already felt. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So if someone actually tried to make that case based on that information, I could see someone who liked Mitch Trubisky that much making making that argument. Because you could spin it that way. I just don't believe that that is, the, is really the accurate way to look at it. So, so what we're, what we're going to do here is I'm going to bring up, a, you know, a, a couple different of the narratives for the Steelers. And I'm going to call on the live chat to, uh, to, to kind of help out with that as well. That maybe we could you can keep your eye open for him, Rich, or if you want to chime in with uh, with any particular narrative that uh, um, from this past season, uh, go ahead and say. It. See, and of course, everyone's already jumping over. I'm like, 
I told you this was merely an example. I did not, I did not believe this for a second. So people were so funny. Uh, you gotta, they're the same ones that throw their scores in the, too early, right, Rich? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, they could be. So, all right. And anywho, okay. There are some, there are some narratives that you could, I already listed one. I think a, a, a portion of the, of the Steelers fan base, especially those that were wanting to see a change at the top would say, and that is the Steelers hang out right around 500, barely make the playoffs or just miss the playoffs and don't win a playoff game. That's, that's their season in a nutshell. And they're not wrong. If that's the way you choose to look at it. Correct. Okay. Although, although even if you look at it that way, Mm -hmm. even if you look at it that way, based on what the quote unquote experts were saying going into the season, that actually is an overachievement for that team. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And that's what, and that was going to be the next thing. I'm like the Pittsburgh Steelers overachieved. Even with the injuries that, that decimated the middle of their defense. That's a narrative that you could take from 2023. The Steelers were projected to win eight and a half games. They won 10. There you go. There's, there's a narrative, okay? Here's another one. The Steelers somehow managed a winning record despite ranking towards the bottom in the major offensive and defensive statistics, team statistics. The only one that the Steelers really ended up any good was defensive points surrendered. They were sixth. But, I mean, my goodness, I covered it on StatGeek last week. Um, Let's let's see. I'm trying to make sure I have it it all here. Um, The Steelers, I mean, they finished – on offense, they finished 25th in yards, 28th in points, 13th in rushing, 25th in passing. Uh, and on defense, they finished 21st in yards, 6th in points, 19th in rushing, 17th in passing. They were a team that ranked in the bottom half of the NFL and in several things in the bottom quarter of the NFL and yet still managed to win games. That's a narrative you can you can go with. Okay. I've got another one. Okay. But it kind of depends on how you feel about Kenny Pickett. How about this? How about the narratives of Kenny Pickett? You ready? Here's for the Kenny Pickett good good folks. Okay. What what is it with Kenny Pickett? He wins games. He was seven and two in games he started and finished. And he had three game-winning drives and slash fourth-quarter comebacks. He wins. Now, for the for the for people that say Kenny bad, he threw six touchdowns in twelve games. Yeah, for Kenny, good. Be. He only threw four interceptions in twelve games. You know, you could spin that either way, and I think and we're we're seeing it an awful lot. But imagine I tell you this before the season started, Rich. How about this one? The Steelers, partway through the season, were seven and four. They lost their starting starting quarterback in that 12th game. They managed to squeak out going 500 the rest of the season, made it into the playoffs but lost their playoff game without their quarterback to start the season. I mean, he was available, but he was already started. And the best player on their team who should be defensive player of the year. Is that an accurate narrative for the 2023 Steelers? That wasn't so much a narrative than a story, but okay. yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> but... to say that that wow, the Steelers. In other words, the Steelers were doing very well until until injuries put them in a tough place. They managed to get by, 
and then the injuries overtook him in the playoffs. You could make that argument. Yeah. Again, not probably necessarily how I see it, but I, I see where that's coming from. And I, yes. think that's, I think that's part of why we wanted to talk about this some in the show, is to get everybody out there to understand that everybody has their own narrative for what was going on with the season, right? Because mm-hmm. basically it's how I saw the season through my eyes. Exactly. Right? That's what it is. I can't tell anybody that they didn't see the season that way through their eyes. Yeah. Now, at the same time, though, you can't tell me that's how I have to see the season. Exactly. See, that's and that that's where this all gets kind of, I don't even want to say tricky. It gets interesting or things like that because, you know, <laughs> Even as a fan, like, Dave, I could ask you today and you could give me what you felt the Steelers season was and I could ask you the same question three days from now and it might not match exactly the same. Yeah. Because one day you're sitting and thinking about this part of the Steelers in the game and and I ask you another day and you've kind of been thinking about this other thing and that's kind of yeah. where you go. You know, Um I, I, I'm going to bring one up. Okay. Okay. That's that's what I would. That's what I'm hoping. Okay. Here, could you take this one? Because you could say this multiple times during the season. That the coaches lost the locker room until they didn't. <laughs> there you go. Because there was at least twice this year where I thought the locker room was lost. Every time I was determined that's it, pack it in, it was regained. Mm-hmm. You know, um, now that just happens to be kind of what I was thinking about today. Might not be what I'm thinking about, you know, in a week. But, yeah, but right now I, I, it was one of those where it's like every time I thought the locker room was lost, it would be found again. Yep. Just like when you thought the season was done, the Steelers started winning games again. Okay? Because, yes. see, there's another narrative. The Steelers lost three games they shouldn't have, shouldn't have when they really needed them in order to position themselves in a better place to win a playoff game. You could, And then you could also say the Steelers won – Three games when they needed to win, when they really needed them in order to have a chance to make the postseason. Yes. Both those things are true. They really are. Yep. The 2023 Pittsburgh Steelers. Down but not out. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's rabbit or duck. Right. Um, I mean, they even did an episode of, of this on how I met your mother. It's the it's the infamous picture where you look at it one way, you see a rabbit, you look at it another way, you see a duck. Yeah. I can't tell you to see a duck. And you can't tell me to see a rabbit. We're gonna see what we want to see. But that's the thing that we need to remember. So when we talk about things going forward from here, and we talk about the 2024 season. And, oh, well, the Steelers need to do this. They need to tweak that. They've got to get better here. They've got to get better there. Some of these things are going to be based completely on how we view the 2023 season. Okay? Did the Steelers have good enough quarterback play? Or did they not? Okay? David Poe, I like that narrative. Steelers went 5-1 and one against the division. Not only that, against the historically – Best division in the NFL. Never happened where they the, where where the whole division finished above five hundred, and since like what was it thirty something, yeah, something something, like that. Long, long time ago. Since when when there's in the modern NFL hasn't happened, and the Steelers went five and one, and their one loss triggered a change in offensive coordinator where many fans counted that as a win. 
So you could kind of almost say the Steelers went undefeated in the division. In some ways. You could make you, you that can, narrative. You could make that narrative, yes. <laughs> the one loss happened right when you needed it to for the Steelers to move on from that Canada midseason. Good. So there's a lot of ways to look at it. You can you can continually say the Steelers didn't want a playoff game. And you're not wrong. No, you're not. And you're saying seven years of not winning in the playoffs. But to me, I said this in the postgame show right after the Steelers lost. The fact that it's been seven years is not this team's fault. This team needed to just win, do what they need to do to win their game. I mean, my goodness, they were the biggest underdog of the weekend, and they ended up being the second closest game. But it still wasn't going to. And they had to do it without T.J. Watt. I'm not saying they would have won with T.J. Watt, but, man, would I have liked to watch that game with T.J. Watt. Well, of course, because I just love to watch T.J. Watt. <laughs> you just love to watch T.J. Watt. Okay, like I said, I told you last week, he's a game plan changer. You, but you the know, fact that the Steelers completely crapped the bed in 2017 – it's not this team. It's not making it now seven years. Isn't this team's fault? There's not even very many players left from that team, right? Uh, correct. You know, and you know, and then you get into that whole. You know, the Steelers haven't won a playoff game in the last seven years. Then within that narrative is my, the one that I love to point out is my favorite narrative mm-hmm. related to that. And it's taking that a level deeper, and that is the Steelers as an organization have never won a playoff game without Dan Rooney at the helm. Yes. I, I said that on my rant last week, if you remember, yes. about you know, about everything. I'm like, the Steelers have never done anything in the postseason without Dan Rooney. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, I, I mean – now again, it, does that mean that that's the main narrative? No, but it's just like you said with folks that said you know the Steelers would finish around five hundred, squeak in the playoffs, and and lose. And you say you can't argue that. It's the same thing with making that statement about the Steelers never done anything without Dan Rooney at the helm. Because you can't argue that they have you can't argue it. It's a the 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 facts back it up. Yeah. So, so you know. It's a hump that they need to get over. Right. And 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 it's a hump that once they get over, it'll be forgotten. But until mm-hmm. they do, it'll hang it'll hang around. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I know a lot of people that were getting some discussion going on in the live chat about Kenny versus Mason and blah blah blah. You, like I said, you can make the arguments. I, I brought it up on Stat Geek last week about how, you know, and I didn't even bring up the fact that Mason, not Mason, that Kenny would have had a touchdown against the Bengals if Deontay Johnson just would have freaking caught it, you know. Yeah. Um, but how other than touchdowns, his numbers adjusted for, for how much of a game he played in, because I even used the Arizona numbers, after Canada – just in that one point, you know, about about one and a third games, was just blew out, blew the numbers out of the water, outside of touchdowns because he had zero touchdowns in the games that he had with Macan. So there's a lot of there are so many variables. Basically, what you're deciding when it comes to choosing a narrative is which variable affected things and which one are you not looking at because there's too many variables all mixed in together that brought the Steelers 2023 season together to be what it was. You're basically choosing which things caused things to go in a good way or a bad way and which ones you want to focus on. Right. And is that, so is that fairly safe? Yeah. yeah, The, the way I would put it is, is everybody that's coming up with their narrative is looking through their own personal lens that filters those things. Exactly. And it's okay to look at it that way. Right. And and it's hard to argue with people for that, that, that way. Look, you can look at the 2023 Pittsburgh Steelers and you can talk about things with that team and you can pick out some very positive things about that team. Right. 
you can also look at that same team and pick out some very negative things about that team. I mean, you know, we can pick out some glaringly good things and some glaringly bad things just as easy. So it's why it can be tough to argue with people as long as they're saying things that are factually fact, fact, factually correct <laughs> which is kind of redundant but yeah well <laughs> factual they, there we go. <laughs> they, they have what i want to say they're factual at their premise yeah yep. meaning you know at their starting point even if you take that starting point and say well this kind of leads here 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 as long as you're basing your initial factual premise you can go anywhere. Yeah. As long as yep. you're building off of that. And there's, there's a lot of good and bad that fall in that you can pick out and build off of that particular fact. Yes. I'm going to bring something up and then I'm going to bring one final thought that I have. And, and you think about if you have any final thoughts about the subject as well. Um, Steelers Reaper says, find it comical that AFC defensive player of the year wasn't named all pro. Defensive player of the year, AFC defensive player of the year was TJ Watt. Depends on what all pro you're talking about. TJ TJ Watt was all pro in the one that counts, the one that the NFL recognizes, which is the AP all pro. He was not all pro. He was not PFF all pro, but who cares? And he wasn't the NFL PA all pro, which really seemed weird that they that they that they did that. Um, but uh, those aren't actually really recognized by the NFL. Um, the, the, the committee of one one actually does is somewhat recognized where they do, um, AFC and NFC offensive player of the year, defensive player of the year and coach of the year for, for, for both of them. And that was announced this evening. So what you said, once again, what's this kind of goes into what we're saying, what Steelers Reaper said there wasn't false, but it wasn't, if you look at it in one way, but it wasn't accurate if you look at it as another, he wasn't named all right. pro. If you look at one of those other ones, but if you sure. want to know about the one, the NFL cares about, that's the difference. So the one that would be in his contract. Yeah. The, well, if, yeah, if you have an incentive or even better, here's the one that tells you the one that counts in the compensatory formula. Yes. For all players in the NFL. Yes. Is AP all pro and the the Pro Football Writers of America all conference. Now the players of the year stuff they don't get into individual stuff with that when they use that. Um, um, Thomas Thomas wants me to do trivia on the show. Man, it's hard enough to do trivia on the on the on the preview. Um, so so uh, we'll have to see. Um, what I wanted to say to kind of sum this up before we take a break, we're going to be taking a break um, a, um, a, a little bit later and that is when it comes to the narrative for the 2023 Steelers the most important one is that the one that the Steelers themselves perceive that they're wrong with what Mike Tomlin Art Rooney Omar Khan what are they choosing to see from the 2023 season because that's what they're going to focus on when it comes to building and improving and growing in 2024. Yes, so it's kind of how they sum up the season. That's what's going to play into next year more than anything. Yeah, their their narrative, and even if they don't come out and say it, you'll be able to get some idea of their narrative because their narrative will shape what's going on with the team moving forward. Yep, exactly. So. Exactly. Okay. Um, we're going to go ahead and take our break, and we're going to come back. We're going to come back uh, with, you know, we, we wrapped up this topic. Our second half of the, the show will probably be a bit shorter. We're going to introduce a new segment on the show um, before we get into everything else. So if you're with us here on Twitter or X or whatever it's called, YouTube, of course, that's where a lot of people are, or Facebook. We're not going anywhere. If you're with us on the audio, stick around. We'll be right back after these messages. All right, Steelers fans, here we go. 
I decided to do something. This is like I said, this is the this is the quote unquote family show. This show on our network is two brothers sitting around talking Steelers. That's what we're doing. Um, I mean, we started the show talking about the weather and the other NFL games going on. Um, I know some people the Steelers are out, they don't care. To me, I'm taking in every football game I can until they're gone. It makes the offseason short. But a new segment, we're gonna try. We're gonna try this just for fun. And this is going to be five minutes of non-Steelers talk. I'm, we're going to have a subject. I'm going to set my timer. So we're actually have to hold it to the five minutes. And we're going to talk about a non-Steelers subject. This week, I'm going to bring it up. If Rich wants to do it next week. And eventually, if we keep doing this, we're going to want to have a way specifically for you all to bring up the subject. And we want you to be involved in the live chat. We'll be we'll keep our eye on the live chat to see um if anyone has some really good answers for this. So you ready to do this, Rich? Sure. Hit me with the topic. Okay, here's the topic. The non-stealers yourselves. I'll uh, give you yet another topic. I'm, I'm feeling verklempt. Talk amongst yourselves. What? Give name me albums, music albums, where every song is good. It's an album that if you put if you put it if you're doing a record player you just let it play if you have a CD or on iTunes you never hit skip. Okay. Because every song is worth listening to on the album. Here we go. We I started the five minutes. Okay. Okay. Can you can um, you think of an album where every song is great? You never skip one. I've got two right off the bat. Okay. Okay. The the first one. That I'll go back quite a ways. Okay. Will be the Beastie Boys license to ill. Yes. Yes. That was my number one. The Beastie Boys license Beastie to Boys ill. License to ill. That there one is, is yes. Every song. Every song. Every song. Every so, song. Every song. You're exactly right. That that is actually what the album that I was thinking of that made me come up with this question. Okay. I got some other ones from like high school and college, like you ready. And they're, and they're self-titled. It's like they're the, they're the band's first album. And the name of the album is just their band. Okay. Weezer. Yeah. Their first album. Play it the whole way through. Third Eye Blind. I had that tape. I actually bought the tape for 37 cents. In in Sucre, Bolivia. Nice. In and um, it was right, right either right before, or right after New Year's. It was probably right after New Year's, so it would have been 1997. And I had that tape. I kept it in my car through college, and I could like sing every lyric from that album. Never skip it. I've got another one that's more recent, but by a little bit lesser known group. Okay. Okay. Um I I and my family are have become quite big fans of the Wood Brothers. I knew you were gonna say the actually, Wood Brothers. <laughs> and have actually gone to several of their concerts. Their Grammy nominated album, One Drop of Truth. Mm-hmm. You don't skip a song on. There you go. What do you think of it's this their, one? It is probably their only album that I and I have most of them. Mm-hmm. It is the only one that I never, I never skip a song. Gotcha. Because they're all good. I'm, I'm just bringing up the ones that people are saying. We're not going to necessarily say them all, but I'm at least bringing them up on screen. Uh, Valley right. Ford said, "Tribe Called Quest, Low End Theory." I was wondering what you thought about that. <sighs> See, I if I was going to not a, skip I a thought, song, I thought, I thought People's Instinctive Travels into Paths of Rhythm was actually a better album. I was going to ask you which album just... you thought was better, Low End no, Theory or that? Their first one. Their yeah. first one. Yeah. But if you're going to say don't skip a song. I'm going with all what what however many songs on Three Feet High and Rising by De La Soul. Even some of them were, you know, 10 seconds or whatever. So you could yeah. you could skip some of the silly stuff. But to me, I like just listening to it. It's 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 when you were a kid, you put the tape in, you hit play, you let it get to the end, you just flip it over and hit play again. Um, so um I'm I'm just bringing up some of these other people are saying. I'm way far behind. Um when it's a greatest hits album, it's really easy to do. Like, yep. you know, uh, I have to say Creed's Clearwater Revival. They had their greatest hits album. 
Um, I would listen to that in high school the whole way through. Um, Sticks. <laughs> Honestly, some people are like, oh, you want all those? Yeah, I would. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm just trying to. I actually thought of this one, Gabriel Golden. The Black Album by Metallica. That one. If you if you like that kind of music, that was a good one. Um, so still, I'm 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 still looking. Uh, here you go, Reginald with the with the Michael Jackson. Um, uh, people are, are are liking the discussion in this so far. I got one that you probably I don't I know you have this album. One that I just listened through honestly. It goes in both of my vehicles. The CD of it goes in both my vehicles on November 1st. It doesn't come out until after New Year's. What is it, Rich? Uh, I don't know. It is Arthur Fiedler and the Boston Pops oh. Christmas Festival. There you go. Now, if you're really getting... Um, technical, sometimes I would occasionally skip track 10 because it was nine minutes and I, I every time i get back in the car i would want to start the song over that was in the middle of it and so that one would sometimes get skipped um but 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 that but that was it so anything else you want to throw out there as i'm just bringing up some of these um, um i don't know I, i'm probably one of those I, I can go way back probably to the beatles and sergeant peppers is is sometimes one that yep. um, I like all the songs on. Yep. So just wow, we're getting a lot, what, lot, a lot of people putting I'll that in there. What, I'll tell you what. It's This has actually been fun for me to watch because it gives me an idea and just see the, the different tastes of music, and I love it. Mm -hmm. um, because um, the one thing my wife constantly says about me, and I've passed it on to my son, is – is um, liking very many different genres of music. Um, mm -hmm. We do. I, I have always yes. been that way and have it's turned out that Kyle has turned in, out to be that way. And so for me, you know, I, I know a lot of the albums everybody's throwing up there and that's been pretty fun to watch. So, yep. So, all right. So this is what we're going to do now. We're getting closer to the end of the show. We will take before we get to our big question. We will we will take depending on how long we discuss each one of them a few questions from you all. This is something we like to do in the off season when we get towards the end of our shows. We like to have you all fire off Steelers questions for the most part. Um, if it's a non-Steelers thing, we might save it for doing this in the future. This was just a nice little fun um, little. Um, oh, there you go. Uh, forgot 40 ounces of freedom. Um, people are still coming out with more one, uh, all, 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 all kinds of good stuff. So if you have any Steelers questions you, and you want to fire it in there, I know earlier to start the show, uh, uh, Thomas Riley asked us, you know, who we kind of wanted for offensive coordinator. I think we kind of answered that as we went along that we don't really want to fall in love with anybody until we yeah, see who uh, is actually the Steelers. Steelers choice. Yeah, I, I want to see a little more um, in terms because I have a feeling they're going to just interview a lot. Uh, you know, this is going to be another one where we're going to hear of a lot of folks coming in they talk with. And I'd like to see a little bit more of that, you know, who all's coming in before I really get into that. So, yep. All right. We got some Steelers questions, Rich. This is from Richard Lucas. What would our record have been if we fired Canada before the season started? Give me the Dave answer. If not, you know I'm going to have to give it. Um, what's that? Give the Dave answer. No, my answer would. My, my answer was I think the Steelers potentially, you know, if they would have come into training camp and everything without Canada had a whole new system they put in, um, you know, I'd have put the over under probably at eleven and a half. Yeah, I would have. I would have said if you started before training camp, I would have said most likely over what they did maybe not a lot um but it really depended yeah. on who what was it faulkner and sullivan for the whole season as interim or did they bring in somebody else that was the dave answer yeah you know um 
Afton wants to know your favorite Steelers of all time. Um, I can think of a couple. I've always uh, Jack Lambert was always one of my favorites mm-hmm. growing up. Um, more recently, uh, love Troy Polamalu. <laughs> yeah, Troy. Just Troy probably my favorite of all time. Yeah, and my current favorite you all should know is Cam Hayward. Um, but the problem is I don't go back as far as you, and it wasn't there wasn't a whole right. lot to be so. Therefore, I'll I'll always think of of like you know. Greg Lloyd is going to be, you know, more more from from my era, and uh, of course because I I wore his number in youth league, I always liked Louis Lips. <laughs> nice. So, um, that was that was from after. I didn't know if I said that. Um, Chad Whitner wants to know scale of one to ten, Mason Rudolph starting QB in twenty twenty four. I'm going to go with the probably chances one to ten. I'm going with the mathematical answer of five. I would, yeah, <laughs> I go. would say five, and to me, that's for any team. Any, but any team, correct. For Steelers, I'd put it at three and a half. Yep. Slightly, you know, because he would have to be back to the Steelers and win the starting job. So, um, and then Rob Fitoff wants to know what free agents do you think the Steelers will target? I don't know what much it, his name is, maybe position. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking is is that the, is that they could go out and look at certain positions, but I'm not even sure who's available what positions yet. Yes, um, because until the season's over, I don't start looking at who the available free agents are. Mm-hmm. Um, it, again, Rob, that's what I'm I'm probably going to dive into a little more at some point, but it's just not something that has grabbed my focus yet. Yeah, yeah, same here. I I think. You have to look at this of uh, free agents or draft. And so many people are like the Steelers need to draft this, need to draft that, and then they take care of it at free agency. To me, the Steelers need another cornerback. I don't know if they can pay for another cornerback as to be as good as what they need, or if they need to draft one high. One, you know, just like last year, it made more sense if you're going to have a left tackle, which I think maybe not in 2024. Depends on how everything pans out. And if he really shores up his pass protection, because I don't want him on the blind side if he continues to struggle with, with, with consistency with pass protection. With Broderick Jones, the cheaper route to get a great left tackle is to draft one rather than try to sign one as a free agent because they're too darned expensive if they're any good. Right. But the Steelers need another center. I just yes. don't know if they're going to do it in free agency or the draft. This, um Steelers probably need another wide. Re- I, I think they need a wide receiver, but not through the draft. I think they need another, another mid-tier veteran, but I don't yeah. know who's out there. Um, because I don't think they can keep Allen Robinson. Because man, that they they can't pay him a ten million dollar base salary to be the third wide receiver. No. Um, for what they got. Uh, go to do one last question. Sorry for everyone. Remember these questions for 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 weeks to come. Yep. Uh, just I, because I of our them. time. Yeah. Uh, Valley Ford. Said, does the quarterback dictate dictate the offensive coordinator, or does the offensive coordinator dictate who we start a quarterback? Which one's the priority? See, I don't know if one is necessarily the priority. However, what you will learn a little bit through the selection of the offensive coordinator is what philosophy the Steelers as an organization might be taking towards that. Yeah. So if they choose an offensive coordinator, the coordinator, you think, oh, Kenny Pickett's going to probably plug right into this, then they kind of were looking for somebody to build around their quarterback. If they pick an OC and we're like, what in the world are they doing? And suddenly they kind of do an about face potentially with some of their quarterback stuff, then we'll know the answer went the other direction. Um, so, so I don't know if, if I don't, I can't say right now that they're going to go one way or the other, but I can say that their choice of OC will tell me everything I need to know. Exactly. I get what you're saying. Here's my answer. It's going to be a bit of a Dave answer because I already wrote an article about this a while ago. I say a while ago, it was, I think it was last Tuesday. If the Steelers would get rid of Matt Canada last year and hired a new offensive coordinator, it would have been the first one. The quarterback dictated the OC because it yes. was the second year going into Kenny Pickett. Now, I don't know that the Steelers, after two seasons, that they are saying that they are 100% sold on Kenny Pickett, which I don't think they should be. But at the same time, I don't think they should be 
Kenny Pickett ain't it because for those people out there saying that, you're the same. Too many of you are the same names that are saying the Steelers gave up on Mason Rudolph too too early and then he turned it around. Don't do the same freaking thing. And you definitely don't want to do it with a first-round pick versus a third-round pick. But I also think what the Steelers do, because they have more freedom at the quarterback position this year, I think Trubisky's gone. You don't know what's going to happen with Mason Rudolph. Whether or not they even want to have Rudolph back in the mix, I think is going to depend on the offensive coordinator. So I think if it would have been last year, it would have been the quarterback dictated the OC. But for this year, I think the OC is going to dictate what happens at quarterback. Quite possibly. So that's that's my thought. All right. Here we go. Here's here's our final question for the night. All right. Uh, thank you all for great questions. We hope to have time to do some questions every week. It really depends on the topic. Um, and then also give us some feedback if you like the five minutes of non-Steelers talk. Um, we held to it pretty good, too, I, 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 I believe. Here's my question for you, Rich. This will be the final question. Now, for those of you that might be here at new, don't put your answer in the live chat until I ask for it. Then we'll bring up all of them. Rich. We're, I'm going to give you a summation of the 2023 Steelers based on fact. Okay. Right around 500, either just in or just out of the playoffs, no playoff win. Okay. Right now, before free agency, before the draft, before even we know who the offensive coordinator, I want you to call your shot super early next year. For 2024, based on that conclusion, is it going to be worse than that, the same as that, or better than that? Oh, dude, you're asking that question to a math guy. <laughs> so the math guy's look going to look at that and say, what's his best probability of picking the right one there? Yeah. So yep. uh, I feel my best probability for picking the right one there is say same stay the same <laughs> yeah hey. stay the same okay then the thing is which the problem is when sealer fans are saying that oh it's been the same for too long that's the that's the biggest that's the biggest issue so to me i'm going to call my shot i'm going to think that the sealers do a little bit more in free agency I think they're going to get an an innovative person, an offensive coordinator that can at least give them an offensive spark for a while. And I, and I think Omar Khan, all he has to do is is do 80% as well in the draft as he did last year. And it would still be a good draft. So I'm going to go out on a limb and I'm going to say better. I think you're going to see, see better. I think you're going to see the Steelers not just squeak into the playoffs, I think they're going to – now, they might still be a wild card, but they might be more like the five seed. Or they could win the division. We'll see. But they can get that playoff win. Playoffs? So now I'm every, now I'm asking everyone, worse, same, or better? Okay, that's the, that's the internal optimist in me wanting to say that it's going to be better. Oh, wow, they were ready. Man, were they ready. Okay, so here you go. Um, Kat, Kathy Ford says better. Now, it's going to be easier to answer this – after free agency and the draft and the OC and all that other stuff. That's why I'm asking it now. Okay. Afton was right there behind her mom saying better. Okay. Steel dog 88 better. Um, Mark Malone. Mark Malone says better. Oh, Uh-oh. right. The eternal pessimist. Yes. Bring him we've in. Tur- okay. we, we've turned him. Okay. We've turned okay. him. Yep. Uh, Chad Whitmer says the same. Sadly. Rob Fittoff says better. David and Dave is gone. And Rob Tidoff said better. And David Poe said better. And Valley Ford said better. Um, and then got into some more specifics. Um, and Dave's coming back. I, I, literally, all I did was click on a, a comment and it booted me. And it booted you out. It That's okay. I kept I kept them rolling. So I'm down to... Uh, Steelers Reaper says the same. Okay. Uh, Gabriel Golden, better always. But... Always better. <laughs> Steeler Wade Show, better. I can ask, I, there for a second, I, I thought that was Steelers Nation Australia, the way they were talking about the Bengals. 
um, and everything. So I, I just thought that was this. Um, uh, Thomas Riley says better. Jeremiah Yoder says better. Um, Mr. Woodside says better. Love to see the optimism in Steelers Nation. Okay. Uh, Gavin Anthony says could go either way. So it'll average out to be the same. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Rachel River says better. Um, uh, Sherry Richard says, you know, hey, if you're going to be a Steelers fan, you definitely got to think there's going to be better. Okay. Brent, Brent Howell says better. Uh, Kyle Smith says better. Book it. And you're right, Mr. Woodside. Our division is so tough. But my thing is, I, I said to someone today um, that not a non-Steelers fan, they were asking me to talk about playoff football. And I said, you know what? I think the Ravens really lucked out by both the Steelers and Browns getting knocked out. Because just think if they would have had to play either the Steelers or the Browns last weekend. Yeah. The teams that knew them. They, they dodged a bullet that three AFC North teams made it in two other ones other than them, and they didn't have to play either of them. So, uh, yeah, that's just going forward. We'll see how that all goes. Um, Isaac Aguilera coming in from somewhere else in the world. I don't know. Maybe Isaac's home right now. Uh, says better. Um, <laughs> um, well, I say I'm drooling over Greg Lloyd. I just said he was a player that I remember being good when I was when in my childhood. Um, that, um Ruben I mean, Stone says better and, and, with a capital B. Anybody that was watching the Steelers back then, if you don't think of Lloyd and Kevin Green lining up on either yeah. end of that line, then and Lloyd was I there would... longer, right? So yeah, but you know, yep. to me, that was actually one heck of a duo right there. Yeah. Um, exactly. Uh, Debbie Dickerson says better. You know what? Um, and that's all of them. And I'm and I'm waiting for somebody else. To just come in, just to mess it up. We had the same, or we had better. That's the way Steelers Nation is feeling now. We'll re we'll address this topic at various stages through the offseason. Yep. I wanted to get the feel for it now. You know, not right off the not right off the loss last week, but a week removed before we head into everything. What was everyone thinking about going forward? So uh, Afton asked a great question about what time is the show Thursday. I'll be honest with you. I can tell you in two weeks that we'll be we'll probably be around the eight o'clock time uh, because um, Jeff and my basketball for our kids is 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 not on that week. But because of that, that's right what our basketball practice is. We either have to go before or after, so it's either around six fifteen or around nine fifteen. Um, Chances are it's going to be 6.15 unless uh, scheduling conflict bounces out, bounces us to 9.15. Uh, that's when we'll probably be with the Steelers preview for about one more month. So, all right. Anyone else say one there? Um, it's funny because someone said Thursday show. Yeah, that's the Steelers preview. Um, <laughs> I'll end it with this. Gary Richards says, worse will not be tolerated. <laughs> but hey, make sure – hey. Talking about Thursday, we're going to be bringing with the, the same lineup of shows. We didn't have a week that was this past weekend because it hadn't been a full week since the Steelers had played. We're actually going to be doing something a little bit different with that show this weekend. So make sure you're if you're if you don't subscribe, like on Apple or wherever you get podcasts uh, to Steel Crew Network, make sure you do that because there'll be a, a show this weekend that you're not going to want to miss. That's going to be. Um, I don't know if it's going to be called the week that was or exactly what the name of it's going to be, but you're not going to want to miss that. That's going to be one kind of new thing that we have coming up. Um, other than that, we'll be, we'll be bringing it with the same stuff other than the things that were game specific. And of course, still Curd network. still still popping out the articles. Make sure you uh, check us out there. Really good community there. It's not, like dealing with Steelers social media, that's it's it's a whole different environment there. Um, so if you haven't been there, check it out. Rich, what do you want to say here to close us out tonight? Uh, you know what? I hadn't thought about this a whole lot. I, I wasn't. <laughs> I, I'm not totally prepared actually to close this out. Well, then you, um, then you can make it short and sweet. <laughs> well, it's definitely going to be short and sweet because. <sighs> Right now, in the moment, because you know I always end the show with the with the can't wait, right? Yeah. 
right now there's nothing coming up Steeler wise in the near future that I'm ready to say that about. I got something. It's probably gonna <laughs> it's probably gonna be a couple weeks before I really am back in back into that full what's going on next. Hey. Because right now what's going on is is there there's still football going on. Yeah. And the Steelers aren't involved. I know exactly what you mean. But here's what we're gonna do. You've got to finish okay. the show that way. So this is what we're gonna do. I'm gonna say something and you're gonna say the line. You ready? Okay, that'll work. Okay. We will be back next Tuesday night, which will make us one week closer to when the Steelers play again in 2024. Can't wait. Can't wait.